This episode is coming out on Memorial Day weekend 2020. I hope everyone has an opportunity to head outside. And if you're listening to me while driving to said destinations, please be safe. And thank you again for listening this week. We have a little bit of a controversial topic. I'm going to be discussing whether or not you should be venturing out to the Narrows. If you don't know what the Narrows are, stay tuned. If you do know what the Narrows are, I am curious as to what your opinion is, and I'll give you information on how to leave me some feedback. And then in the second segment, I'm talking about one of my favorite parks, one of, I think, the most underrated parks in this part of Texas, as far as what it offers there and then what you can kind of do around said state park. And that park is going to be Palmetto State Park. So you'll learn about what makes it special and the dwarf palmettos that are there. So stay tuned for another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. Join me, Danny Laurel, as I share stories from the trails around Texas and more. I'll also talk about my favorite gear to use, camping tips, and feature interviews from others who enjoy the outdoors. So grab your backpack and put on your hiking shoes. This is the Texas Trailhead. So first and foremost, I don't condone anyone going on private property anywhere in the state of Texas. It is not worth the risk for just how many issues that you can get yourself into. And you don't want to get yourself hurt by any means. Over the last few days, one of the groups on Facebook called Backpacking and Hiking Texas have been creating a bit of a frenzy over people's renewed or new interest in a place just outside of Wimberley that you may have heard of called the Narrows. So the Blanco River flows through... Wimberley, it actually comes all the way down to San Marcos. But there are some sections of the river where the water has gone through the land and carved it out and created these pretty fantastic openings in the ground. Kind of like what you'd see in Utah. I mean, mean, just look it up after you listen to this if you don't know what I'm talking about. But the Narrows are a place that people have been going to for a little bit and as more people find themselves interested in spending time outdoors this place pops up often and it's a sticky situation of course this conversation exploded and got pretty heated and pretty controversial And like a lot of things right now, it got pretty polarizing. There's a bunch of people that say you, so let me, let me back up a little bit. So the land, so there's, there's a couple different things with land in Texas. So if you're walking on water, there's a, there's a phrase that says, keep your feet wet. So if you're walking on water on the riverbed or kind of on the edges on the riverbank, you are not on 
private property. There are some restrictions, though, but that's a whole other conversation. But just generally speaking, if you keep your feet wet, you're good. Everything else outside of the Blanco River is owned by people that have it as ranch land or their personal land, et cetera, et cetera. So to get to this particular spot of the Blanco River, to get to the Narrows, you have to hike from the road about seven miles in one direction. And it's it's a river bottom, so it's pretty intense terrain. So there's a couple things in play here. One, you have to park your car somewhere. And the local sheriffs and other, I guess, law enforcement people, even the locals, are seeing a lot of people parking in spots where they shouldn't so they can walk down to the riverbed and walk the seven miles to get to this this section. Um, and, and so when you're parking your car on the side of the road, if you're parking near someone else's property, et cetera, et cetera, if this was a place that was public, cars would be lining the road. And if you've ever been to the Austin area, especially right now, any of the green spaces that are available to be visited are overrun. And and I would love to say that everyone that spends their time outdoors really respects the land, but a lot of people just don't, and that's a fact. You can go to any kind of public space and you can see that there's going to be a lot of people that just disregard everything and don't feel that it's their responsibility to pick up after themselves. And a lot of the feedback that was left after that point was brought up was, well, I always bring a trash bag. Well, that's great. And I'm I'm really, really happy for you. Um, but you are just one person. And I don't expect one person to have to want to pick up after everybody else. So then then you have that mindset kind of spreading and then and then you're kind of right back to that. So that's the one thing. It's going to get overrun with a lot of cars. Two, you're kind of away from a lot. And during the summertime, a lot of people aren't used to that kind of hiking and aren't prepared because they just want to go take a picture and are finding themselves getting uh, just heat stroke or in situations where they're they're needing assistance and aren't going to be able to get it. So those are kind of the two big things. Well, I guess three big things. The trash, parking on the side of the road, and taking over just the... It's not a parking lot, so you're, you're in space that the car shouldn't be. And then just your own personal safety. So those are the big things. And then the other half of that is, well, it's the the part of the river itself isn't private. And as I think one of the other arguments was, as taxpayers, we should be allowed to go wherever we want. Well, I mean, that's fine too, but it's just like, yes, you're free to say whatever you want, but you're not free to, or you're not kind of have to be away from dealing with consequences of of whatever you say. So there, the thread, I'm just kind of reading the comments right now. Samantha P. said, why are people so set on going to a place where you are generally not wanted 
there are places that are just as beautiful and more accessible to visit and see. So that's kind of on the the side where, you know, yeah, it's there, it's accessible, but why why go somewhere if it's going to be such a hassle to go? There was a few people that I spoke to um, that we actually had a really good conversation. It wasn't, I mean, neither one of us were kind of in favor, but Stephen P., he and I, I said, you know, if people want to go there, then they risk the landowners giving them a hard time. And he responded saying, well, if if they're going to, you know, have missteps, then the landowners should, you know, they should do what they need to do to keep their property safe. So it's like, okay, well, they should be able to go, but they should still be keeping up with staying outside of the, the boundary lines of somebody else's, somebody else's property. Let me see. What else do I got? Sorry for the delay. I'm kind of reading. I didn't have any of this. You know, some people will worry that going and, and being on someone's property, you're going to, you're risking getting shot. There, I haven't heard of any stories of anyone getting shot. Really, the only thing I hear about is the, the locals and the community really resisting people visiting. And it's just one of those things. There's, there's a, there's a, kind of a a label that people use the whole not in my backyard so it's like yeah we want you to visit we want people to be outside but then cool i have this awesome spread of water in my backyard but i don't want you to visit my backyard i want you to find your own section of river that you can go to and so it's not even about the water because the blanco there's there are plenty of places that you can visit along the Blanco River and access the water. This is really just for the the visual of seeing the the, the cavern type structures and and I mean and that's the thing too, like there isn't really anything to do there. You're literally going to all this trouble to get a photograph of a place because there's a lot of people that have the mentality I feel like lately where going outdoors is a competition. And I need to be more outdoorsy than the next person because because it's it's all about the generic metrics, the uh, the likes and the comments and and all that stuff that that makes certain people feel like the the vanity metrics that make them feel better. They want to go. They want to get a picture to show everyone that they went and they got the cool picture, but all the pictures I've seen, they all look the same to me. They all look like a cool cavern, but I don't really personally, I've never been, I don't have any desire to, I'd rather go somewhere that is more accessible. Um, But kind of how I started this, if you go, then that's up to you. I mean, you should go at your own risk. I'm not saying anyone needs to drop what they're doing and make a trip uh, to this place. I'm sure there's some kind of cheeseball website out there that's wrote something along the lines, a headline like, places you must visit outside of Austin before you die, or one of those kind of like cornball websites that I see with, with posts 
ever so often that just get you to kind of click it. But I don't know. I, I, I think I, I have a post on the website that, that uh, it was an awesome video from REI talking about photography and the, the desire to get photos and what kind of an effect it's having on the outdoors, mostly the national parks, which is where you see a lot more of the traffic, the Yellowstones, um, you know, the Smoky Mountains. Like these places are slammed. And thankfully, the national parks I've been to have been off kind of peak peak time frame. So they weren't as busy. But, you know, the, that desire to fulfill whatever it is internally to get the vanity metric. You know, I, I, that's not, I'm not saying everyone that's going there. Some people truly really like adventure and that's great. But there is that whole other segment of, of I, I put it on this thread, quote unquote, like outdoor enthusiasts that just feel like the entitlement of just because it's outside and it's accessible, like I should have the right or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was silly. I don't I don't take any of that too seriously. I definitely don't take it personal personally. So what what do, how do y'all feel? Have y'all been to the Narrows? Is it worth it? Do you want people to stay away from the Narrows? Do you feel like if you can get there safely then you should be able to go because because you should be able to go? Or do you feel like it's too much of a hassle and if you allow more people to go then you're going to see the land kind of start to deteriorate and it won't be as beautiful as it is now. So, I mean, what, what do you, what do you feel about the photography aspect? And if you've been, did it look different? Like, what did you get out of that journey that made you say to yourself after 15 miles of hiking through river bottom or walking through water and did I want to know who out there was like, man, that was bomb.com. I am so glad I went. That was the coolest thing ever. Or did you go and you're like, jeepers, that looks exactly like it does in every picture I've seen. I don't know why I wanted to go hiking that far for this. Because it's not a campsite. You can't camp there. You know, there isn't, there aren't restrooms. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it. But you can leave a message on the post that I'll put for this episode on the Facebook page. It's just facebook.com, the Texas Trailhead. Or you can leave a message that I can replay and we can talk about on the podcast page itself, anchor.fm slash the Texas Trailhead. You can use the app if you choose, and you can leave me a message about this topic. I would love to hear what you think. Like I said, if you go, good for you. If you don't go and you have a particular reason, I'd love to know why. Um, You know, I, I don't want this to be vulgar. I want you to be respectful. I mean, I'm not going to post anything that isn't, is inappropriate, so... 
Uh, but I would definitely love to hear what kind of feedback you have as far as visiting the Narrows on Blanco River. When I hear the word palmetto, I immediately think about my last vacation to South Carolina. Oh, I don't miss those palmetto bugs, though. But when it comes to Texas palmettos, they're a little shorter in stature compared to those skyscrapers. At Palmetto State Park, the dwarf palmettos call this state park in Gonzales, Texas home. This state park offers plenty to do in the water and on land, including swimming, fishing, paddle boats, hiking, and camping. This is also a great state park for birding and day-trip picnicking. The fishing can be done at the nearby San Marcos River or at Oxbow Lake that does include a pier. Now, when it comes to camping, this park features 19 tent sites and 18 sites for RVing. And this is another state park that also features cabins. It is important to note that only the electric sites have a bathroom with showers. And if you've listened to a lot of my other episodes, you know I really appreciate a good shower at the state parks. Now for hiking. While this isn't a large state park, it does offer some pretty interesting trails. Eight trails in total, with the San Marcos River Trail being the longest at just over a mile, and the Cambrake Spur being the shortest at 0.14 miles. The fun thing about these trails is the tropical setting you'll find while walking around. The dwarf palmettos really add a nice change of scenery if you're used to hiking in central Texas. Each trail definitely offers a bit of education about the reason there are palmettos, and also a bit of history on some of the remaining CCC structures that include a refectory and a water tower. And fun note about the water tower. If the time of day is right, make sure you look up and check out all the birds hanging out for a little rest. Other points of interest on the trail include the previously mentioned Oxbow Lake, an artesian well, also from the CCC, and extinct mud boils. And although they haven't functioned since the 1970s, these give a little more insight into the development of some of the lands. And while the address is technically Gonzales, Texas, this park sits a little closer to Luling, Texas. If you're making a weekend out of it, or even just a day trip, make sure you stop into Luling for some railroad history and yummy barbecue, and then go to the other direction and go to Gonzales, Texas and learn all about that come and take it cannon. Both of them have a lot of unique things to offer. Now, the entrance fees to Palmetto State Park are $3 daily for adults and free for children 12 and under. I highly recommend Palmetto State Park, and I hate to admit to everyone because I don't want it to get packed once reservations go turn off, but I really feel like this state park is pretty underrated for how neat it is. It's good for people of all kind of hiking abilities. There isn't anything here that's going to be too strenuous. So bring the whole family, learn a little bit about the area, learn about kind of what makes this state park special, and then go venture and travel around and learn a little bit more about Texas history. So there you have it. That's Palmetto State Park.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page. So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.